0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. It's such a pleasure, since Trump is gone out of the White House, to prepare uh, these shows, to do prepare my blog every day. We had such garbage news for four years, especially the last year that it it wasn't fun anymore to talk about these things. Uh, These were evil things emanating from Trump's mind and Trump's mouth. And I was not comfortable with it, to be frank with you, and I don't think you were. None of us likes to listen to garbage. Very simple. Now Biden's in there. What, two months? I think he's doing a hell of a job. I don't deny him a Democrat, but that isn't why he's doing a hell of a job. He's doing a hell of a job. You know, you've got the stimulus package through. Some people are going to start receiving $1,400 tomorrow and other benefits in the next few days. Uh, money's going to go to all kinds of businesses. All very important because people will be able to go back to work, earn a salary, uh, pay their bills. Everybody benefits from all this. So uh, it, it's better. It's It's easier. Uh, Tonight we've got an interesting uh, show. It's it's not as dramatic (laughs) as under Trump, as wild as under Trump, but I prefer it because these are intelligent topics we're talking about, intelligence. They have a basis in good sense and judgment. And the blog tonight is going to take us to Washington, D.C., Wisconsin, Florida, Miami Beach, Key West, Alaska, and finally, St. Petersburg, Russia, not Florida, St. Petersburg, Russia. Let's start tonight with the filibuster. Mitch McConnell on the floor of the Senate this morning, uh, really ranted and raved. Uh, if the Democrats, you know, re, you, you know imposed the filibuster, removed the filibuster, changed the rules on the filibuster. We're going to stop all business from moving through the Senate. How dare you do this to us, et cetera, et cetera. The same crap he's been saying since Biden got elected. Now, let me say this. Biden wants to do a lot of good, not for the wealthy, necessarily, and not for Republicans, necessarily. He wants to do good for all Americans, regardless of party, et cetera. Uh, But he can't do it. He can't do it unless he can pass his legislation. And if the Republicans intentionally block his legislation, he's dead. You're dead. I'm dead. We're not going to get what we should get. We're not going to save the country. We came close to losing our country in many ways. Biden is helping us. He's going to save the country for us. And we've got to cooperate. What does he want to do? He wants to pass bills that are going to help people. The Republican Senate don't care if they help people unless they help Republican rich people. So the filib- Biden's got to change the filibuster rule. No question about it. The people will not hold it against him in 2022 or 2024 for the very simple reason that they will see by 2022 in a very short period of time what he can accomplish if he has the free hand to do it. And he will do it. So that's the story there. Uh, Now, I also want to chat with you about uh, things Biden's done. Uh, These aren't terrible things. What did he do this past week? All right. He deployed, he deployed 4,000, 4,000 active army troops to help with regard to reaching the vaccine target. Now, he's already told us that the one, one million uh, people that would be vaccinated within 100 days, he's going to meet that and pass it before the 100 days is even close, Which be, and he's going to leave those 4,000 there to complete the job uh, for I don't know how long. But he easily did it. Uh, he just did it. No big deal. He did it. He needed it, and he did it. He had the authority. He had the power. He exercised it. And you didn't see him on TV saying, I'm going to move all these vaccines. I've just deployed 4,000 soldiers. Because one of the pro- these 4,000 are already out there working, by the way. When Trump said, I'm going to do something like 4,000 troops are going to be deployed, one month later, the reporters would ask, where are these 4,000 troops? Where did they go? They didn't go anywhere because he hadn't deployed them yet. He was all talk and no action. Very many Republicans have complained that the $1.9 trillion stimulus package is too large. No question about it. I can't even, I I can't conceive of what $1.9 trillion is. Uh, However, it's needed. All that money is going to go into the pockets of poor people and middle-class people. None of that money will find its way into rich corporations or rich people. They got theirs under the two stimulus packages under Trump. Trump gave the rich people that big, big tax thing. Tax reduction. They saved millions of dollars each one. Uh, just off a stroke of Don's pen, Donald's pen. Uh, so, they say it's too big. Don't They realize, I think they forget, that the crisis is too big also. You can't argue with me. Did we ever see anything like this in in our generation, in our lifetime? Uh, I'm older than most people. I never saw this. There was a recession, 29, and it lasted through the 30s until we hit World War II. And I can remember as a young boy, I've got to say this, as a a young boy, 1st I was born in 35, in the first five years of my life, as I was three and four years old. I can remember situations in our little flat third-floor front on J Street in Utica where there wasn't enough to eat, but I ate. Uh, my mother and father made sure. I remember one day, uh, they had little or no money. Um, my, my mother put enough money together to buy a quart of milk because Lewis had to have milk. I was about three years old they brought it home, and I had some pissy attitude, and I threw the bottle on the floor. My mother, nobody yelled at me. My mother cried, though. She cried like a baby, and I remember that to this day. So the crisis is large, and the only way we're going to solve it is to do big things to defeat it, and Trump is doing it. Another thing I can't understand. The Republicans in the Senate, or in the House of Representatives, rather, they're just as bad even though the Democrats control by about 12, 15 votes the House, the Republicans are just anti, 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 no, 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 bad, bad Democrats. Well, do you know only 75% of the members, our elected officials in the House of Representatives, have received their vaccine shots? 25% will tell you, I'm not getting it, or I haven't made up my mind yet. Most I am not getting it. I I don't believe it. I don't believe in the drugs. I don't think the drugs have been tested enough. I think the drugs may do me harm. Or, and this is the best of all, a lot of them say this, I don't believe in coronavirus. I don't think there has been an epidemic, a pandemic, and this has all been made up. So, 25% are without the vaccine, 75% have it. And you know what that shows? These are elected congressmen, and when they go back to their districts and their people see they haven't had the shot, and they say with bravado, the elected representatives, I did not get the shot, and I did not get it for this reason, then their people don't get it. He or she discourages the constituents from going forward and getting it. It's just like Donald Trump screwing up Never really came off with the vaccine properly. Didn't even tell us that he and his wife had gotten the vaccine shots early in January. At the same time, he, was, he and his people were discouraging people regarding the vaccine, and he was screwing it up. Okay, which now brings me to the Internal Revenue Service and that first check, that first check for $1,400. It was supposed to be, if we, we were direct pay with uh, income, t- with, I'm sorry, direct pay with Social Security, uh, the check was to be deposited today in our accounts, our bank, our checking accounts. Mine isn't there. Uh, I hear tonight, well, they got some of them, but not all of them, but definitely tomorrow all of them will go out. I'm not complaining about a day or a day there. I don't need the money. OK, I'm not going to give it back, <laughs> but I don't need the money. But there are a lot of people who can use it right away. Uh, and let's get it into their accounts right away. And I think tomorrow's the big day, folks. Tomorrow is the big day. I want to talk about Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland. He was nominated or has been nominated by President Biden to be Attorney General of the United States. Now, the Republicans are on the Judiciary Committee that has to approve his nomination before it can go to the Senate for vote. And they have been balking at, there hasn't been a vote yet because the Democrats don't have to vote. They control the committee, but they're lacking a vote. One or two Democrats are saying no to Merrick Garland. What's the story on Merrick Garland? Uh, He's a good American. He's a famous American. When, if you recall, that 25 years, well, no, Obama. No, no, i got to get this in order. I'm sorry. 25 years ago, we had Oklahoma, where the federal building was blowing up. At that time, Merrick Garland was a member of the Justice Department, an attorney, and an investigator, a prosecutor and investigator. He was in charge of the Oklahoma uh, bombing. And what did he do? He did a great job expeditiously. The fellow got executed. Who was responsible? It was boom, boom, boom. Good show. And then he became a federal judge, I think probably because of the quality of the work he did in Oklahoma. So now he was made a circuit court judge, a federal circuit court judge. Next step is heaven, is the Supreme Court. It is said, He's on the, he is the Chief Justice, excuse me, I'm losing my voice on this. He's the Chief Justice, the Chief Judge of the Federal Circuit Court of Appeals in Washington, D.C. The next step is the Supreme Court. It is said it is the second most powerful court in the United States after the Supreme Court. Well, he's been on that court for 20 years, and he's done a hell of a job as a judge. No one complains. About his results, he's fair, he's judicious. Uh, you really don't know which way he's going to swing sometimes. Uh, okay, now the man's been insulted along the way. Obama nominated him for the Supreme Court, you recall, uh, and the reason they nominated him not because he was Democratic thinking or Republican thinking, but because. No one knew what the hell he was going to do whenever uh, he decided a case. He was down the middle. And Obama knew he didn't have the votes to get a Democrat there, so let me put up a guy that's true and fair and square, and he has a track record which proves it. The Republicans didn't care. They didn't want his nominee. They would not even personally interview him in their offices. But he has been a great judge. So he's a great prosecutor 25 years ago. He was a great judge for the last 20 years. Now he's going to be the big honcho as attorney general. He's going to run the Justice Department. He's going to be the chief prosecutor in the United States. Big responsibility. Well, I, well over 100,000 employees. Uh, he's got staff. They're investigating everything, January 6th and things like that. Big now, is he the man? Everybody says, oh, he's going to do a hell of a job. This is where I don't know, and I'm not trying to be difficult, and I'll tell you why. I don't know if he's capable of doing a big job. And you've got to look at his age also. I think of how old I am, and he's got to be in his 70s, how this affects people. A great prosecutor 25 years ago does not mean he's going to be a great prosecutor now uh, when he becomes attorney general. Because over the years we lose certain talents, we acquire new talents, we forget the way things are done, uh, we gotta get re educated, and we're just not the person we were twenty five years ago. You can't argue with that. I dare any one of you to say you are the same today as you were twenty years ago when it comes to your thinking about the way you think about things. Then he was a judge. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if anyone <laughs> has their heads and their eyes looking straight ahead. It's a judge. And if anyone becomes fixed in their thinking process, it is a judge. I know I spent 50 years in the courtroom before them. I'm not saying this is wrong, but this is the nature of the job. It makes a person see things a certain way. And now there's a man who's been in this fixed situation for 20 years where he can't deviate, and he can't be loose, and he's interpreting the law sometimes too firmly and sometimes too liberally. But judges think differently than everyone else in this world. And again, I know. So I wonder if coming from that work experience for 20 years, he can do a good job as attorney general when he's not a judge now. Everybody says, oh, he's going to be great because he's a former judge. No, he's going to be a prosecutor. And I think those 20 years may not help him to be a good prosecutor, but may assist him in being a poor one. I don't know. I'm not knocking the guy. I'm just saying this is how I look. I don't think he was the best choice. But who am I? Now, we have many bigots and many racists sitting in the, United, in the Congress of the United States. I won't even say the Senate in the House of Representatives and in the United States Senate. And one of them, he didn't come out of the closet this week. We always knew he was a racist, he was a bigot, but he had to come out yesterday and say some things, and he sounded like a horse's ass. I'm talking about Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, Republican Senator John, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. He was interviewed yesterday on a TV show, and what's interesting was it's a a far-right talk show. I forget which one it is. It's one that I was not familiar with, but it's considered a far-right talk show. And, And he said, you know, he said, I wasn't afraid on January 6th. He was in there hiding in the Capitol. I wasn't afraid because I knew these thousands of people were good Americans. They were good citizens. They were concerned for their country. They weren't going to hurt me or any of the other elected representatives. No question in my mind. Ah, Pretty good, huh? Then he also said, he said, now, if these people that were attacking the Capitol were members of Black Lives Matter... And he mentioned another black organization. Then I would have been scared, and scared was the word he used. Now, what does that intimate? What does that tell you? He's a racist. He doesn't like blacks. He's a bigot. He doesn't like blacks. It's absolutely amazing, <clears throat> and he's a big shot in the Senate. <clears throat> I don't think he's running for re-election. Uh, But that's immaterial. This is a man who's making your laws. And he's a Republican in the Senate who's now trying to screw up Joe Biden from doing a good job for you and me. And, you know, let me tell you something. Once a bigot, always a bigot. A bigot never changes. A bigot never changes. I know from personal experience with bigots over the course of my lifetime that I had to deal with, they're all good people. They think they're doing the right thing. They think their mind is pure and wholesome. They don't realize that they're bigots and racists and they're screwing everything up. They don't. And that's what Senator Ron Johnson is. Spring Breakers. I wrote a blog, I don't know if it was yesterday or Sunday, and my title was, let me see if I can recall the title. Uh, I forgot the first word of it, but I said uh, the barbarians are at the gate. The barbarians are at the gate. And of course the barbarians were the, uh, were are the spring breakers. Let me tell you what I don't understand first. Many not most universities are closed down because of the virus others are doing classwork over the internet virtually what are they taking the spring break from the hard work they've had not going to school at all either in the classroom or on the internet or just doing it on the internet uh which is working but not working the way it should from what I understand. They're not getting the quality of education they must. It's just different not being in the classroom and your, your mental approach to things. But anyhow, so I don't know why they're spring breakers. Uh, they're bringing their virus with them. Let's start with Miami. Miami. Every year there's a place to be for spring breakers. This year it's Miami, and they think they're coming to Miami to have a hell of a time. Well, they're going to have a hard time having a hell of a time. Miami don't care what Governor DeSantis says that this past Wednesday, you recall, lifted all restrictions on businesses and no more masks, folks. And he also waived all the fines people had uh, been charged with uh, for not wearing their masks. Oh, isn't this guy great? How's he going to? Make people understand that there are certain laws they must follow. Anyhow, uh, they still have a curfew in Miami from midnight to six in the morning. These are college kids. They're young adults. They aren't gonna go, they don't want to go to bed at midnight unless they've already found a mate for the evening in some motel room, which most of them will. They just start earlier with their sex life. But, there's so many of them. And they're going to be restricted. They're going to have to wear masks in certain places. You think they're going to wear their masks? What about social distancing? You've seen the pictures already on television. They're shoulder to shoulder, body to body on the beaches in Florida. And this is only the beginning. We're going to get hit with the, the, most of them next week and the following week. This is only the beginning. Now, because of these restrictions, these kids are going to say, screw this let's go to key west that's an open city we've been described through this whole virus that we're an open city and we have we have been sometimes because of bad local rulings which changed within a week it seemed all the time uh but it's an open city it's a dodge city we can do what we want the sheriff ain't there anyhow they're going to come down here. Already some have come down here without even going to Miami because they wanted to come to Key West. Everyone loves to come to Key West. Young or old, they think it's an open city. They thought it was an open city ten years ago, five years ago, a year ago, and especially now. They think it's an open city. And we're not. It's three or four blocks on Duval Street, downtown Key West where you can get drunk all you want, dance all you want, and have a hell of a time with other people. That's it. We're an open city. Okay, that being what it is, they're going to bring their virus, the virus with them, some of them. They're going to, some of them are going to take home a virus with them and spread it wherever their homes are. So about two weeks from now, I'd say this, by the middle of next month, this is March 16th, by April 16th, April 15th. The numbers of the virus are going to go up in Key West and across the country because of the spring break thing this year. Uh, there was yesterday, uh, I picked up an interview either on TV or I saw it in the local newspaper. Uh, someone asked uh, one of the kids on the street uh, why he was here, why he was in Key West. And he says, well, and he said, I explained to him, we got the disease here, you kids are coming down, you're not, we still have to wear masks here, you're not wearing masks. And he said, with a dumb expression on his face, we're college students, this is what we do spring break, we're college students, this is what we do. Does that show a sense of responsibility for the virus that is already around us, the virus that has killed over a half a million people? Well, that is what's happening. I received a telephone call this morning from a friend of mine. He said, Lewis, I'm on DeVall Street. It's 9 o'clock. This is 9 o'clock this morning. He said, a lot of people up and down the street this early. It's uncommon. We don't normally wake up at 9 o'clock in the morning in Key West. But there are college students here. He says, they're all over the place. And guess what, Lewis? i have not seen one mask i have not seen one mask speaks well for the sense of responsibility these young people are growing up with and now that delivers us to oh this is i got to tell you something this is very interesting i'm going to talk about termites cockroaches and subterranean termites now I've never given a damn about termites and cockroaches. Uh, I get occasional cockroaches in the and termites in this house. And everybody in Key West, I'm going to tell you right now, has some sort of a termite problem. And there comes a time of the year where you get, you know, some nights, 15, 20, termites in your house. Everyone. Everyone's got a cockroach problem. You know, I Not many because we we pay somebody to spray once a month in the house and outside, but I still get six to ten cockroaches, uh, and I have to kill them, and so does everyone else. Key West is built, I swear to God, on a bed of cockroaches and termites. Now, there have been three pieces of news <laughs> in the last week alone involving these vermin. The first thing I came across, I didn't come across, it It was right there in the newspaper, all right? And the newspaper acknowledged in their opening sentence, I think, termites and cockroaches are a Key West problem. Ain't no question, I repeat, we are built on a bed of termites and cockroaches. It's not going to hurt us, it's not going to destroy us. We have to deal with it, that's all, if we want to live in Key West and have the positive things that Key West gives us. But what interested me and what I want to share with you, do you know where termites came from? Termites evolved from cockroaches. Yep, cockroaches gave birth to termites. The evolution took place 150 million years ago. Now, what do I come across in the last 24 hours? I came across it this morning. On the Internet, we have subterranean, subterranean uh, termites now in Key West. Now, I never heard of a subterranean termite. I don't think many of you, if any of you have either. And they're pretty bad. They're worse than a normal termite. And they're doing a number on Key West right now. And the Key West people don't know they're doing a number on their properties. Here's the story. Uh, There's an invasion right now. They've been here forever, it seems, but there's an invasion. And the term used, they are, quote, destroying Key West, unquote. Now, there's several different types of termites I learned, which I didn't know. I never gave it any thought in subterraneans, one of them. Uh, Now, how did they get here? What happened? Well, you're not going to believe this. This is so humorous. I'm I'm smiling and laughing a little bit. A ship from Asia came into the Keys and docked on Stock Island in the 1990s. And there were subterranean termites on the ancient boat that docked at Stock Island in the 1990s. And the subterranean termites got off the boat. And since that time, they are all over the Keys, all over the Keys. And I've never heard of them, and I don't think many of you had either. Um... It's amazing how they came so close. They were in Stock Island. Now, they made a home of living in the Keys. Their most active months, the subterranean, most active months are February and March. We're in March right now. Now, you normally you see termites. Uh, you can see them flying around in the air, too, besides coming out of your wood and the walls. Uh, these you don't see. These don't eat wood, necessarily. They don't go into the wood structure of the house somehow. They stay outside, drop some crap that they have around the house, then go and maybe they get wood or something. I couldn't understand this. They bring it out to the crap around the house, which breeds more, and they're out there, and they're destroying fast. The damage is swift, and you've got to take care of the problem swift, and I don't know how you do it. All right, I got the signal. My show is ending. Isn't that interesting, though, about the subterranean uh, termites? The, the evening is ending. The show is ending. I enjoyed doing it tonight. I thank you once again for joining me. Read my blog every morning that I do, Keywestlu.com. If you like the show, you like my blog. If you don't like the show, don't read my blog. Thank you again for joining me. I look forward to being with you next week.